Episode 78 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Welcome. Sorry about the voice. A little froggy today. Sorry about that. We create a new podcast every week because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. This week, Century 2, I have as guests this episode members of the Citizens Committee appointed by Mayor Jeff Longwell to make a recommendation to city leaders. We'll talk about their work over the past nine months and what's next. First, some notes about the weekly edition out today. Our cover story, details from our big event last week, the Ignite ICT Women's Conference. More than 200 women attended the day-long summit and heard two speakers, three panel discussions, networked and had an opportunity to talk to some mentors. We're already getting rave reviews. We've started planning for the next one. Details on the Ignite ICT Women's Conference and the weekly edition coverage starts on page six. Also this week, check out our profiles on the winners of this year's Association of Fundraising Professionals annual awards. They include Helen Galloway and the Duane and Belmo Lump Wallace Foundation. And they're giving out two new awards this year. Those stories begin on page 16. This week we spend 10 minutes with Kay Monk Morgan of Wichita State University. She served as our MC for the Women's Conference. That's on page 67. Our top 25 list this week, home health care agencies ranked by number of patients served in 2017. Business leads, yeah, we've got them. Building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, real estate deals, new lawsuits. This week it starts on page 62. Back in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. The future of Century 2 in Wichita. Mayor Jeff Longwell early this year appointed some community leaders to serve on a committee that would gather information and make a recommendation to the City Council. Their focus is performing arts. We have the committee chair and two members with us today. Mary Beth Jarvis serves as chair. She's president and CEO of Festivals, Inc. Matt Michaelis serves on the committee. He's chairman, president, and CEO of Wichita's Emprise Bank. And Jennifer Rigg. She's an architect and principal at Rigg Design. Welcome to you all. Glad you're here. Great to be here. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having Thanks. us. Uh, let's go back to the beginning, kind of set things up a little bit, set the table. You were formed in February. What was your charge from the mayor? Well, it's interesting. I, I think the, the timing of getting this group together is important, right? It was just as entities and businesses were, were banding together to seek community input and prioritize through the Project Wichita effort broad goals for Wichita over the next 10 years. At the same time, um, we are mature enough in our thinking about uh, our performing arts needs and facilities that, that we needed a, a group to look specifically into that even as the community was being surveyed and, and you know, and delved into for input on broader goals for the community. So the 12 of us were drawn together, um, asked to serve by Mayor Longwell, and, uh, and we've spent the last nine months, frankly, um, getting smarter. And it's interesting because you know, none of us were sort of pulled off the street with no exposure to either the performing arts community, uh, the downtown, you know, ambitions for downtown, uh, the, you know, the, the business and uh, energy cycle of Wichita. And yet, over the past nine months, um, the 12 of us, a variety of backgrounds, right, from the law 
and banking and finance to fine arts um, and events, um, the thing we've been most surprised about the entire time is how surprised we were by the things that even we had not been exposed to before and the information that's been studied and is available uh, to analyze kind of where we are. We really are. In other are, words, the, the, the issues at Century 2 were much worse than you thought. And how they could fit into both the stifling of or enabling of success and growth for our community. Right. How many times have you met? How often did you meet? Yeah, it's been at different paces. I, we did a once a month while we were doing a lot of homework and studying, but we've picked up that pace in recent weeks. Um, I would say we've probably gotten together about 10 times. And so in the course of those discussions, who did you hear from? Who was giving you information? Well, part of, part of our charge, because this is such a complex and nuanced issue, part of our charge was to go listen. And, and so we, we not only pulled in, in experts that we thought would be helpful, uh, we also reached out to all the tenants of Century 2 and, and spent a significant amount of time understanding what worked well, what didn't work, what they needed in a facility, and, and what some of the shortcomings were. The Arab Advisory folks, were they part of the information gathering for your side of things? We had access to their reports. Okay. We didn't talk directly with them. The sp folks we spent the most time with in kind of the expert and consultant realm from outside Wichita are those that have studied our, our, our facilities, have drawn up some what would you need to be a modern you know, facility, a here forward, whether you, whether you have a new facility or a renovated facility, here's you know, what that should entail to serve you know, the needs of, of, a, of an outstanding performing arts um, facility going forward. And uh, we not only had access to their reports, and there have been many, we have been studying this issue um, for getting near a decade now, mm -hmm. uh, but we also drew them in for additional dialogue and got there, asked them our questions, and had them drill down further in a couple of areas. Jennifer, how would you characterize the discussions that were had over that nine-month span? Uh, pretty varied. Um, where everybody was coming from, um, just not just learning about the I guess deficits of the building and um, just getting to tours of the building really helped open our eyes and I mean everybody has now I felt has come to this you know same got, gotten on the same page with the same amount of information now but we were kind of pulled from various you know different realms so um, yeah, it's been interesting. Strong it's, opinions. It's been, it's been really ahead. fun to watch the group pull together too, because as as Mary Beth said, it's it's a group of people from vastly different backgrounds and with expertise in a wide range of areas. Everything from performers uh, to finance people and and everybody in between. And and so to go through the educational process, I think we've all pulled together and and in many respects look look at this issue from a fairly common perspective. Now that we've We've really gone through that 10 months or whatever it has been of, of learning and education and, and all of that. Yeah, it was interesting just from the different viewpoints from all of our varied backgrounds of things that you didn't quite, didn't even think about until we all got in a group and discussed them and just different points of view were very. Strong opinions, debates? Yes, <laughs> sometimes. You know, I think that what I found striking about it is that all 12 members of the committee really took quite seriously their role to represent kind of fellow citizens, right? Not everybody can take the, you know, hours and pages and, and days to get smart on this, but on behalf of our fellow citizens, 
this group was willing to do that, and um, and that meant that there was a lot of learning going on. I mean, one meeting, it was getting the, uh, you know, Quinn Lake on the committee as a cellist with the orchestra, and um, you know, didn't have that perspective, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so it was. Uh, but yet we've also got to, you know, get an understanding from facilities management perspective from a finance perspective and so it's been a great education process again on behalf of all those around the community that can't and won't spend that time this group has really been committed to it it's pretty clear something has to happen for the performing arts folks at century two for those that venue uh, so what it what else is left to decide now yeah, I think your, your point is a good one. I think our, our fundamental baseline message right now as we go out to business leaders in the community and citizens to engage them is that it's not going to be small and it can't be kicked down the road any further. Um, we've studied it long enough. We've patched it long enough, which for some years was smart, right? While you're trying to figure out what to do, you don't want to throw, you know, tens of millions of dollars, um, you know, down, you know, down an uncertain path. Um, but there, there are no small fixes left. There is not more time to study this, or more need to take the time to study this. Um, you know, we had consensus in the community as far back as 2014. We had 85% of the community respond that they saw the need for a new or you know substantially renovated performing arts facility in Wichita. That became even stronger through the Project Wichita surveys um, where we had a vast majority of the citizenry consider it urgent or very important that that investment get made. That's not even touching the ones that thought it was important, which right. is even more. Um, so the understanding that something needs to be done is there, the studies to, to figure out our options are there. We've just got to um, have a vision and get courageous behind that vision. And our hope is that over the course of the next month or so, uh, beyond listening to the users of the facility, beyond listening to the experts and, and, and those that do this elsewhere around the country, that we get input from around the community for what we most want to hone our recommendation. There is a sense of urgency in getting something done with Century 2, but sometimes the effort to get community opinion, community input, that can take a while. So how long do you envision uh, this process going on with getting community input before you can make a recommendation? Well, one of the things that we really benefit from is Project Wichita and the, the process that, that that group has, has run the community through. So over 14,000 individuals in our community, in our region, have, have um, filled out a survey, participated in a focus group, have in some form or fashion provided their feedback and their thoughts and opinions. There are a couple of key themes that, that come out of that, and the, and the Project Wichita team uh, has, has distilled all of that down to, a, to, again, to what they call their guiding principles. One is invest in ourselves. Uh, one is a future generation mindset, so building for the long term. Right. And the third is boldly seize opportunities. In, in my mind, the, the three of those all speak to the issue that we're wrestling with right now. And so as we continue to, to, as Mary Beth said, refine and hone our recommendation, we take those those guiding principles very much 
we, we keep those front of mind in terms of the community speaking and, and us taking that feedback and wrapping it around the specific issue that we're addressing in the performing arts. And we should say, Matt, you are one of five uh, sort of chairs of the Project Wichita effort going forward. Quality of life is your area, right? So they, uh, I was tasked with quality of place. Was that a uh, volunteer thing? Were you volunteered for I was voluntold <laughs> to, um, well, you know, quality of place is, is very important to me as, as I think about our community. And, and again, we talk about the future generation mindset, but as I think about my kids and my kids' kids and wanting them to be near me, quality of place is very important. It's also very important in the business community and as right. we think about economic development. How do we attract and retain talent and, and start the flywheel of then creating more jobs and, and building quality of place? So that, that is very near and dear to my heart. So I, I was, was um, very, very willing to serve in that capacity. Do you have a feeling for how long the community input process is going on, going to go on, and then when you might be able to make a rec recommendation to the city? Yeah, it is, we are moving towards a recommendation by the end of the year or in the, just, in the noise of the holidays, we may wait till January. Um, and, and the reason we can remain on that kind of a timeline is that we have a giant head start. And right. the head start is both the amount of time that's been spent studying the issue, the amount of input that was gathered not only years ago, but this year with the Project Wichita effort, We've every single segment of the community a, has spoken that this is very important. This phase of engagement is to really just sort of understand some of the expert points of view and some of the emotion behind it. You don't need giant surveys to do that. You need to talk to folks that know the most and care the most. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do that in a number of ways. Um, you know, we've got firms in town that built Century too, mm -hmm. right? We've got folks that come to their city council district advisory boards every month to discuss issues of importance. We, we're going to be out at those advisory boards. Uh, we're presenting to various groups and would be delighted to present to additional groups so that we can have the conversation. Because frankly, it's about seeking input but it's about seeking input once folks agree to listen to mm -hmm. us say things Informed that we think decisions. are, yeah, because there's, if the debate we're having is, nah, let's just throw a couple million dollars at it, then we need to get you more data. And, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer and I were talking the other day about some of the severity of the issues with the building that may not be obvious to everyone and that we've now seen in graphic um, relief. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think... I think the community needs to understand that as they weigh in with what might be the right solution. Correct. When you guys get to your to the point where you're going to make a recommendation, is that a single recommendation or is it here are three options, City Council? Uh, we're going to construct a recommendation that we think is the best answer. Mm -hmm. um, and clearly fiscal stewardship is important there. But let's be clear, there is no option that doesn't have a giant number attached to right. it. And therefore, if we're going to put a giant number to this, uh, and we think that is both needed and fitting um, for the, the future of our community in such a pivotal location at such a pivotal time, we want to do it right. And we are um, going to present an option that we believe is the right answer, not only for our outstanding performing arts organizations, but for our continued quest to transform our city for the future. Uh, and again, that's what we heard loud and clear that folks are behind. Make the changes you need to make 
in order to attract and retain the next generation, in order to thrive not only in our core downtown area, but as a region, because downtown is the region's focal point. Mm -hmm. That's become clear every time we've collected data or gotten people's opinions. Mm -hmm. So we need to treat it that way, and we have in a million different ways, but in this particular respect, we've got to have um, a vision for a solution that is appropriately scaled given how much of a lever it can be for a, an exciting future for our downtown. Right. You'd made a comment earlier that uh, there were some things that surprised you as a committee. What were some of those specific things that may give us an indication that the situation at Century 2 is probably a little bit worse than we can see from the outside? Well, as most attendants come into the Performing Arts Center to any of the theater spaces. You know, the seats look great, they look fine, everything everything just seems okay. It's more towards the users. Uh, the Actually, we could get many more performances in town, but our stage is actually not big enough. Mm -hmm. The heights aren't big enough. There's lighting and technology deficit that are in other 10-year-old facilities. Kaufman in Kansas City is 10 years old, and we would, we're still behind them, and they're 10 years old. Um, the loading dock, there were, we saw the underbelly of the building. Mm -hmm. um, there's some structural issues. Um, there are catwalks. There, I mean, you could just start making a list, and it's, it starts to get pretty endless. One of the funniest rooms I saw was the green room, or the room that we have for famous actors or performers coming, mm -hmm. and I thought, this looks like it hasn't been updated since 1975. It's it's pretty sad. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're showing, like big stars that are coming into the city. So um, uh, the sound bleed, I think, was the biggest one from the users that we heard about, too, is that while they're watching a performance or while they're performing, they can hear other events going on. Mm -hmm. And I think we do a disservice to our performers and our community when we make them perform in a facility that's just not quite up to date for them. And those are issues that you saw as an architect, as yeah. a person who knows right. structural integrity right. and those yeah. types of things. Yeah, you see the rough edges on the building and the worst, one of the worst things I've always noticed because I live downtown is Kennedy Plaza. Mm -hmm. It's broken concrete everywhere. I've tried to walk, bike on it, run on it. And the reason for that is because it's the only way a lot of the production companies can pull in their sets. So instead of using the loading dock that was meant for it, structural-wise, they use a paving, a simple concrete sidewalk right. to bring them in. So it just damages it constantly. And why repair it if you can't use the loading dock? So it just becomes this, we'll just, we'll get to it eventually. So the deferred maintenance has been probably one of the bigger kind of issues until things have been decided. So. How do, you, how do you keep the performing arts groups, music theater, Wichita, symphony, everything else, uh, how do you keep that going as you're making changes to the building, whatever the eventual decision is? Well, that's, that's a very core piece of what we're wrestling with. Uh, we heard it loud and clear from every single organization that going dark was not an option. So as we wrestle with what is the right thing to do, that is very much front of mind for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting when you look at where we are. Um, nearly 50 years ago, Century 2 was, you know, was opened as a, as a groundbreaking facility. And it was. And it has served us very, very well. And there are ways to, you know, to renovate that, to try to serve us going forward. Whether or not that can get us all the capabilities uh, that a modern performing arts center 
would have that we'd be competing against, um, both for the talent and the shows. Uh, you know, the, the roof of Century 2 can't support, you know, the big chandelier of the Phantom of the Opera set, and that's a 30-year-old show, mm -hmm. let alone groundbreaking works from Hamilton to that which we haven't even conceived yet. So we can't compete, as Jennifer said, which is understandable, right? We're operating out of a 50-year-old facility right. that has been maintained in some senses, but not invested in over the course of those 50 years in a way that would keep up with demands. So it's understandable where we are, but I'll tell you, we, we feel for the public in that it's gonna be a shocking realization to understand that you could throw $100 million at Century Two abate the asbestos, fix you know the structural and safety issues that have developed over the years, and you'd still fall short of modern day capabilities and competitive offerings, let alone things like VIP amenities that folks want. That's a tough pill to swallow, mm -hmm. but honestly, I've got faith that our community can see beyond the oh shucks of you know, the scale of this and really understand that we are at a place where we've got the opportunity to do something great. And whether we, you know, attack, whether we, we work within the confines of the current facility and, and, and figure out a way to renovate it to give us the future, or whether we have a new facility that give us our future, what we really want the community to do is just as they've said they want to, be forward-looking, be mindful of the next generation, be cognizant of the fact that we've got a shot to really transform this aspect of downtown and this, this aspect of our cultural life as a community for the next 50 years, and we don't want to miss that opportunity. So you have folks who are listening to the podcast. We have uh, business folks, business managers, business leaders, decision makers. Uh, what are you wanting from them? I think there's a lot of ways that we are hoping folks will engage. The first is, um, you know, just by listening to the podcast, uh, we've, we're standing up a website. We've got an email address, which is just century2, centuryii, at wichita.gov. Um, you know, we were appointed by city leadership, though we are an independent body, but we're going to use that email to kind of be the collector of, hey, I want to get involved, or hey, I've got a question. Um, the website we're standing up will be a repository for some of the things we've found, and certainly once we've got a recommendation, that'll be published there. But we would encourage folks to send us an email. Uh, we're going to be uh, featuring this topic at Downtown Rotary on Monday the 19th. Um, if folks are downtown Rotarians or want to come as a guest of one, they could see that there. Uh, we're going to be out at all the district advisory boards uh, the first two weeks of December. So get out to your council district uh, advisory board meeting and, and engage in that discussion. Uh, and then if you've got some expertise or uh, emotion to share on this, reach out because uh, we want to make sure that the experts in the business community and those who care about the performing arts in Wichita are not only informed, but have a chance to be heard. Jennifer Rigg, Mary Beth Jarvis, Matt Michaelis, thank you for serving on the committee and thanks for being with us on the podcast today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. You yeah. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. 
Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 78. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.